Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready. He's taking another one and another. And Howard Foster has stopped it. Wow, that is going to be controversial. That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it. It must finish it. Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab. He's the right hand. Another right hand, and he goes down. Oh, my goodness. The dream is made real. Ricky Hart rocks the world with a truly stunning win over a modern legend. He is the champion of the world. Yes, 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 people. We're back again. Letting the audio run out as we do, as we do know. But back again, Raps on TV, reporting fresh out of London. Uh, busy, semi-busy weekend of boxing. Looking forward to chopping it up with all of you guys. Um, for those that do call in and those that listen in the future, uh, don't forget everywhere you need to be tagging or tuning into Raps on TV on our social media with Instagram, Facebook and YouTube, Raps on TV. Appreciate all the support as per usual. It's going to feel a bit like a matchroom show today with their back-to-back events. But I'm here with my co-host, Rafi. Rafi, how you doing, sir? Not too bad, Coach. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Enjoy the boxing this weekend? Yeah, it was a great card. Um, the main event uh, as went as planned, but yeah, really good action on the undercard, especially. Yeah, exactly. I think more than probably from us being in the arena, um, <coughs> cough, 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 um, <laughs> but we were in the arena. So yeah, you notice as soon as the Boatsy fight kind of finished, yeah. most people, including Dylan White and his goons, all kind of got up and left. So, um, but no, it was a packed yeah. arena. Uh, good to see Charlie Edwards making his sort of London home, home defence for the newly uh, WBC belt he's acquired. Um, but really great action. Um, so guys, this week's agenda, um, obviously we're going to talk about the Matchroom show which featured the likes of Josh Puatsi, Lawrence Okoli, Charlie Edwards, as we said, um, and and not to n- not else other than uh, Shannon Courtney, who Courtney who made her yep. debut as well. Um, they're also going to get into this weekend's boxing, which is the Matchroom card, which is taking place in Liverpool. And you've got Smith taking on Egerton. You've got Anthony Fowler taking on Fitzgerald. Uh, you've got David Price there. So, yeah, and you've got Robbie Davis Jr. So you've got a stacked sort of local card that's going to be packed. Um, from what I understand, most of the uh, arenas sold out as well. So for those of you that are going to be in the house, I think there's going to be some great entertainment for you. But looking forward to watching that on Saturday on Sky Sports. And guys, don't forget, if you are going to call in today, the number is 01506 243 403. I repeat, 01506 243 403. So um listen, I think there's no real better place to start other than Edwards versus Marino and get get that out of the way. I mean, I felt, you know, overall, um it was uh, uh not a surprise, but you it was a slight shock that he would headline a card um in London. But I think Matchroom chose wisely with the Matchroom was yeah. with the Copper Box Arena. Location is a bit different, but overall it's a nice venue. Um how did you, what did you feel about the Edwards performance on a night and what Moreno brought to the table? I thought, in hindsight, obviously, it was um, a difference in levels. Yeah. And obviously, you have to fight your mandatory and whatnot, but uh, Charlie Edwards did what he had to do. If truth be told, I didn't know much about Moreno pre-fight, mm-hmm. but um, 
Edwards clearly showed that there's a reason he's world champion and yeah. you'd think that he'd probably either want to step up in opposition or move weight now. Yeah, and and I mean, actually, you hit the nail on the head when you spoke in about levels. Um, yeah. It was quite clear on the night that Marino really only had one game plan, which was to continually come forward and fair play to him because he did that. Um, yeah. But he wasn't really being active in terms of throwing punches, landing punches, um, or do anything to really disturb uh, Charlie Edwards, in my opinion. We even saw a bit of showboating, Billy Joe style. Yeah. Um, looking into the wins. Um, <laughs> and that was really good to see from him because for me, I felt this is a guy that's come back uh, with, with a really prestigious belt, fighting in London. We know the backstory um, and it's a super proud moment for him. And I felt he delivered and he kind of passed with flying colours because you're going to look back and watch that fight and think, well, actually, he didn't even struggle. Yeah, and on that note, I think it's also worth mentioning uh, that was a really nice touch at the end with the belt oh. of Maurizio Salomon. Do you want to ex- expand? Because yeah. a lot of people may not have heard about that. Um, Maurizio Salomon, chairman of the WBC, went to Charlie Edwards and his mum after the after the fight and uh, he presented her with her own uh, personalised WBC belt as and symbolism for her as a testimony how well she'd done to overcome cancer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, you could see, I think everyone was kind of touched to watch that. I mean, I remember getting back home and thinking, oh, that's a really nice, really nice. sort of gesture. Um, Did they not show it in the arena? Um, no, 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 they didn't. Because they didn't. obviously by that time, everyone would have left. Yeah, because he was the, yeah. there wasn't even a flow after him. So once he had left, um, only the media stayed around and everyone emptied out. So by that time, even I had let, I was making my way back because I wasn't in the changing room. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I think it was a really uh, touching moment. I think it was really pr- pr- quite timely for the WBC because they're getting a bit of stick with this whole Dillian White fiasco. Yeah, and yeah. Eddie Hearn obviously reporting, uh, sorry, writing a letter and reports of what he stated on that case for Dillian White to become a mandatory for Deontay Wilder. But yeah, Edwards, I mean, what really impressed me was that he was able to sort of use the jab sort of like all throughout the night. Moreno... For his ability, you know, we looked at the Gar- Garcia Cheeseman fight and thought that was uh, could be a banana skin. It, yeah, well, yeah. I think you said it was banana skin. Most people were back in Cheeseman, and you're right, it became a banana skin. So it, they had a little bit of that to it, you know. There was a bit of that sort of source of yeah, is this is this is this going to be too much? You know, yeah. Edwards has lost. It's not Edwards. It's not Edwards. Is coming in as an undefeated prospect. Um, exactly. So I think that was interesting, but you know, Edwards really kind of showed a lot of grit. Hardly got hit. Uh, showed that he's a skillful boxer. Um, and I think if you're looking at, what, 116 pounds, you're going to say, you know what, he is probably one of the top guys out there. You know, I look at yeah, some of yeah. the other champions. Selby lost on the weekend his way in Mexico. Um, randomly, I read that the, he was fighting, what, 5,000 feet above sea level? So, yeah, and he didn't prepare, crazy. Didn't prepare enough. Yeah, so That's... he only got into Mexico five days before. That, that doesn't help for your preparation. So you're looking at yeah. Edwards and you think, actually, you know, he could hold on to that belt for quite a while, maybe even unify. Yeah, it's become a real thing recently. And uh, especially in the case of, um, sorry, names are off the top of my head, uh, Scott Quigg. Yes. When he went stateside, mm-hmm. he had a similar problem with coping. Obviously, that was a bit of a different mechanism, yeah. but that principle of being underprepared going yeah. to a different continent. Yeah. And you got to, it's, it's that time to adjust, right? We see a lot of the US fighters seem to do that here. Yeah. I think the top elite will do it reverse. So, you know, I doubt Joshua's going to go to New York without the super, uh, suitable amount of time to get his body prepared. 100%. But yeah, for Selby's point of view, because I, I saw the finish. So I didn't see the fight. I just saw the finish and it was a, it didn't look like that much of a gruesome body shot. Yeah. But again, body shots, I always know, take their toll. But he took, he, he got hit kind of stepped back 
looked at the guy and then straight on his knees and then got counted out. So yeah, yeah, it looked like a lively arena. Um, hopefully those guys all get back home safe. But yeah, it was definitely um, uh, interesting for him. But from Edward's point of view, I think yeah, take my hat off to him. Hope that he gets more support in the way he did on Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. Definitely look That's forward great. to seeing him kind of filling out bigger cards. Um, so two of the other names, and we'll start with. I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to start with the Ghanaian Joshua Boatsi. You um, have to. You uh, have to. I like the way you said that. that yeah, was, yeah. You exactly. have to. So, and what do you think of the performance? Uh, before I answer that, he's the biggest talent in world boxing. He's genuine. In my, for me, yeah, he's the biggest. Even talent. bigger than like a Ryan Garcia, uh, De La Hoya's Ra- golden boy. I think Ryan Garcia, because he looks the part, yeah. just comes across, you know, marketability wise, yes. as the complete package. Yeah. But as a fighter, yeah. You see small little chinks that need fine tuning. You don't yes. see that with Boatsy. Yeah, fair enough. Strangely enough, if he was thrown into... I just don't want to the... be accused of being nah, biased, nah, nah. so I've got to let you say it. <laughs> no, nah, don't worry. But, um, you know, if he was thrown into the deep end tomorrow, you'd have less worries about him mm. than someone like Anthony Yard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, 100%. You know, um, but that's, then yeah. maybe you could say that's because the Olympic fine tuning. You know, you just sort of uh, sandpaper off all the, the cracks. R- the cracks yeah. yeah. And I think for me... Um, I mean, in comparison to Yard, which a lot of people would bring after Saturday nights, um, I think with both of them, um, it, it, the light heavyweight division is just so stacked. I mean, we've got Gavodzic fighting on Saturday. Yeah. The division is just so stacked with killers that... And domestically too. And domestically. But I think domestically, I think after that performance, Conroy, I'm not saying is the level of of, of a... Not a yeah. only so Jose Burton and whatnot or Yard. But I think it's the way that actually finished him. I mean, that was... He gave him a clean right hand to sort of he like did. put him down the first time yeah. um, and ultimately you're kind of looking at his skill set you're looking at his power I don't think at a domestic level there's anyone that's going to test him I know Yard is in that category I think he beats Yard of what we've seen um, I think the interesting thing for him when he, if he gets to fight Yard which in my opinion won't happen this year is how his chin will stand up because yeah. Yard has got the power He's not necessarily the highest uh, in terms of his ring IQ. I wouldn't say it's the highest of the pecking order, but I would say he's definitely got the power top three. And I think that's going to be a yeah. big test for Boatsy because he is fighting guys and not really hitting him. And that's a slight problem, I would say. That's the only criticism I would say. And it sounds dumb because you're nah, saying nah, he should I get, get what hit. You mean. Yeah. But it's like he needs to yeah. find himself being hit so he's, he gets used to that. He can't be elusive. Or maybe he can, but I don't know if he can be elusive throughout his whole career. It's because until you're on the receiving end of that, no yeah. one knows what's going to happen. We saw Yard get caught flush a few times in his last fight. Yes. You can make a case for saying maybe that wasn't someone who's a puncher. Yeah. But, um, you but know, he, Boatsy t- he hasn't been up. hit. Yeah, he hasn't been hit. So, so But I think yeah. performance-wise, you know, you've got to look at his, he's stepping in the right direction. He's got the British title now. Um, I think they're clearly, you know, in a Coley show that as well, they're going to follow the Joshua route, not they just are. from the Olympics, but the belts they target and when they target them. Um, it's a fast track route yeah and yeah. what I liked I'd say for what impressed me the most with Buatsi on the night was really it was just there was a bit more ruthlessness to him um, you know I think at the end of the second round Conrad tried to barge him maybe you know he was, he was losing the fight already but yeah. he knew it was a difficult task and he tries to barge Buatsi and Buatsi just barged him back and I was like he stood his ground yeah exactly he stood his ground I like that so yeah yeah so um, I mean what about you what impressed you from, from Buatsi I thought that the finish was a bit more clinical and efficient. Yeah. You've seen at times, um, I go back to his um, undercard win this summer at the O2 yeah. back in July, and it wasn't the cleanest finish, mm-hmm. whereas this was very, very efficient. After yeah. that hook, as you said, yeah. 
the writing was on the wall. It yeah. was just a lot more efficient how he got him out of there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. So in terms of next, I mean, there's rumours he'll probably go out June the 1st, fight on the Joshua Card, stateside, State yeah. exactly. Um, where do you want to see them... When I say where, in terms of an opponent, do you think they should take a domestic level fight over there? Or should they try and have a look at some of the international belts, maybe some of the silver belts, or maybe a Commonwealth champion? What, what, what do you think? I think for his career, it should be a more, it should be a step up. Mm-hmm. But as far as marketability goes, I don't think it makes a difference because he's an unknown quantity stateside. Yes. No one knows who Josh Buatzi is. So mm. maybe he wouldn't quite get the credit he would otherwise if he'd fought someone like. Isaac Chalemba at the O2. Yeah, Over here, that would be a big win. Yeah, yeah. And he's there for the taking. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the past five guys, I think he's lost he's four lost, out of five. Yeah, and yeah. they're to guys like Kovalev and Ward, Bivol. So he's lost to Bivol, yeah. So, I mean, Isaac Chalemba is there. Mm. He's yeah, a sitting that's duck. That's, that's, yeah. an in, that's an interesting one because you know what? that An Isaac Chalemba really would say, especially the type of performance, would make you say, well, how quickly do we push him to world level? Because... Chilemba's more or less been challenging if I would if you look yeah you're he's right. been on that periphery for yeah a while. but when he's yeah. fought guys for their belt so like a Bivol I'm sure Bivol beat him and stopped him quite late yeah I'm sure nine. even yeah, yeah. Not, Joy, not Joy Smith not Joe Smith but Ward beat him 12 Kovalev I think took him so that's like he's got good pedigree on his on his CV so he does yeah for Boazzi to beat a Chilemba I think the argument about Yard personally and the argument about Yard and Boatsy doesn't need to be made anymore because who is Yard beat that's on Chilemba's level. But then you could say Yard's going straight to the top of the food chain. He's attacking the guy right at the top in Kovalev if yeah. he does take that fight. Whereas Boatsy, you could say, is beating better opponents to date, yeah. but he's taking it. Well, maybe not. he's not taking it. His management team behind him, yeah. pushing him at a slower rate. Yeah, no, no, no. And I see your, your, your logic behind that. So I'll quickly ask you before we move on and we'll yeah. stay on top of it. Is Anthony Yard the A-side in the Kovalev fight? No. Why? Uh, because Kovalev is an established name in the US. Mm-hmm. Both Ward fights, of course, and he's the champion. Mm. Anthony Yard in the UK, you probably say is only marginally better known than Kovalev mm. in the hardcore boxing fraternity because in terms of mainstream media, yeah. you could say with the Foot Asylum deal, with the mm. um, Stamina for Sale, Adidas, yeah. those kinds of things, that amongst people sort of in their le- early 20s, late teens, mm. that he's got a bit of a standing, but mm. not quite at that level to warrant being the A-side, in yeah. my opinion. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's a weird one because... Well, I, I, I don't, there always has to be one, right? But I think you could probably argue, make an argument if the fight happens in the UK, in the Emirates, as they're hoping, that really there probably is no A-side. It's not a fight, sorry, that we talk about A-side. And the reason I say that is Kovalev is definitely more kind of like a bigger name, but even the Ward Kovalev pay-per-views didn't do great numbers, which was a shock for me because I thought these were two great fights, (laughs) undefeated, like all of the belts, all the trinkets, but the numbers were very, very poor. If you compare it to like uh, the Garcia Spence, which done nearly three fifty plus, yeah. I think Ward Garcia done about one seventy. So the pay per views were poor. So it means he's not necessarily a pay per view established star. I think the even though he 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 got revenge on the uh, Alvarez defeat, he still took that defeat. A lot of people still question his his his. The, the impact of the alcohol sort of issues yeah. that he's had in the past. Okay, you may say, does that make an A-side? But I think it bears its part in a negotiation because 
if Yard was to beat Kovalev, most people would say Kovalev is on his last legs. Then yeah. they would say this is the peak Kovalev that took out Hopkins and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you in, in that sense. And I would probably more lean to Kovalev. But then I think about it and I think, well, Yard is the home fighter, big arena. Commercially, he's weighing up. I think he got more commercial. He's got more commercial deals than Kovalev. But that's um, what we know of in the UK. Yeah, but Kovalev doesn't have. You, you can doesn't. see it. Yeah, State side doesn't have nothing. Home also, country in um, nothing in Russia. I mean, he doesn't even really. I mean, he's fought there once. He just fought the Chilemba. So Russia is yeah. not a big back for him. Otherwise, they'll try to get that fight there. You know, especially like a ward, they weren't getting that there. So yeah. That's the only... I just think it's the location. I think if it's in the States, then you have to 100% go with Kovalev. I think if it happens at the Emirates, it's a tricky one because then what Warren or Stamina for Sale are then saying is that, well, by going into this stadium, we can guarantee you probably your biggest payday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In a yeah, weird yeah. way. So, yeah. But that's just, just that's just my point of view. But yeah, um, going back on the on the Boatsy, um, so Chilemba, you would say Chilemba June 1st. Mm. I like that. I would say I like... I think that kind of an opponent... I like to see, yeah, um, because he's get, on his last legs as well. You could argue, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. But for Bratsy, it's, it's okay because he's just coming up the ranks, so it's a great opportunity to actually probably get his name out there if he can get a knockout as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I like, I like, I like your thoughts on that. Um, so yeah, moving on to uh, Akoli versus Camacho. Um, again, we were there n- n- next to Camacho's family. Of course, uh, we're giving him heavy support. And um, what do well, you think? Family. Of the fight? I thought there was entourage. No, just, no, it's just, yeah, so his family. sister and uh, so his two sisters and the mum was at the other side. Yeah, because wow. when I moved, I, I saw. Them. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to them as well. Yeah, yeah. That's no, that's crazy, man. But yeah, answering your question, yeah, I thought it was a mismatch from the start. Obviously, mm. Camacho has to defend against his mandatory was a Cody, and it was ordered mm. by the BBOC a couple of months ago too. Yeah. So. I mean, with Wadi's record, every time he's stepped up, mm. he's fallen short. So yeah. I think the writing was sort of on the wall from the start. Yeah. But uh, Coley did take a few shots, which he probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the point being taken off? Um, uh, yeah, actually, I forgot about that. Um, I'm not surprised. I think it's kind of been coming with a Coley yeah. because his style went... <clears throat> but I do think he needs to probably finesse it because I think... His style is... I, I, I'm liking his style. Yeah. But I think with the point, I think it was fair. You can't argue with it. Um, but I, if we're being honest, I think it's probably one of those things. It's probably overdue. Um, and, he, and he has to be careful because he's getting that reputation of being a dirty fight, which yeah. he is. If you think about it, you know, his style yeah. is he's up in you. He wants to wrestle you. He wants to throw you. I mean, don't forget he threw him to the ground at one yeah. stage. Um, you look back at Chamberlain, Askins... He can get away with it at cruiserweight because yeah. obviously he's six foot five mm. um, and obviously the weight advantage. He's borderline heavyweight, but you'd think he'd be a small heavyweight, mm. massive cruiserweight. Um, if he moves up, I don't see him being able to do that. And then his, that maybe could leave his uh, technical skill set exposed to some yeah. extent. Yeah. And, I, and, and just on that, and, and I agree with you, I mean, yeah, I don't think, I think Coley has to park any talker heavyweights, you know, at least, you know, top contenders. Yeah. I mean, if Akoli went up against Dubois, I don't even think he troubles him. I don't even think he troubles Joe Joyce, really. Um, not now, not a current, not in, not in the current uh, positions. But I think he has to park that. Um, for me, I think with Akoli, um, I think that style and that roughness, I think he needs that. You can see he's getting it from his coach. But on a technical element, I think there were quite a few things you could see that he's probably learned from a fury because he seems yeah. quite 
fluid and quite leaned back. So he wasn't just like like a robot stiff. He was yeah. very loose, you know, throwing the arms, pretending to throw shots, but like also twisting his fist, um, turning his fist. I, I, I like that. So I was impressed with what I saw with Akoli. And it's funny because I spoke to his manager, Will, and I said, listen, I think, you know, within seven rounds. And I could tell he was like, seven? And I was like, yeah, I don't think Camacho is great. But I just think Akoli hasn't got rid of certain things. So when he's like in the clinch and he's just being rough, yeah. I think I could see a couple of rounds being like that. Um, and it was like, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, meanwhile, yeah. he was probably thinking, fucking idiot. <laughs> but yeah, he proved, he, I say he proved me wrong because I said, look, within seven, yeah. I think you called it earlier. I can't remember what, when you said, but... Um, it wasn't much earlier than you, to be honest. Yeah, And um, I can see why you said seven as well, yeah. because Wadi's obviously got the experience. Not that it's been a much useful. I mean, I say that yes. with the greatest yeah, respect, exactly. but yeah. um, to play devil's advocate, hasn't really worked for him so far. It hasn't, yeah. And, and that was it. And, I, and you could tell there was a needle between them two as well. So I just thought he was going to yeah. try and dig his heels in. Um, that was the Instagram comment, wasn't it? Precisely. The horse, yeah, uh, yeah. The horse video, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was going to rile, rile him a bit more. Um, but yeah, to finish him four, I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. And a uh, few of our Instagram followers recently have been mm. commenting that they feel that Akoli's uh, skill set has been exposed over the past few fights, especially since the Matty Askin fight. Okay. So, uh, yeah, interesting to keep those, see yeah. those views and do keep them coming. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he is in a, in a weird way, he's in a dangerous division, but it's made less dangerous because Usyk's not around. Yeah. If Usyk decides heavyweight's not for him, it's, which I believe is fighting on May the 17th. Um, opponent not known, rumoured to be Takan, but not, not confirmed. Um yeah, for me, I think he's 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 a he's a way he's a he's a way he's a bit away from being a world champion. But at the same time, it depends on who holds the belts. And yeah. because Usyk collected everything, everything was separated, which is the same thing with Klitschko. Which is when there's a, a, a unified, undisputed champion and they leave all the belts. The good thing is they get spread out again. So now you've got a lot of different people that are her, 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 her cruiserweight champions, and you think, yeah. Actually, you know what? In a six months to a year's time, Akoli could get in with them. I know there's talk of Lebedev. Um, I don't see that being a dangerous fight for him. Um, there's a guy that we've worked with, Andrew Tabiti, coming out of the States. He's fighting in the World Boxing Super Series. I don't think Akoli should get near him. Yeah. Um, they're both Nigerian as well, so they'll probably try and stay away from each other. But, you know, likes of Dortekas, Breedis, Gassiv, these guys, they're smart and they're strong. So, yeah, you're right. Akoli needs to kind of watch out. But, Exposed, I think, is a bit harsh because he's getting there. Do you know what I mean? He is, yeah. So we have to, and I know people don't do it, which is interesting because I was going to ask you, have you noticed that out of nowhere the tide has turned against Akoli? It's like, it's really a bit negative. Or has that always been there? It's been there to some extent, but it was um, aggravated after that Matty Askin performance yeah. because obviously that event, maybe you could say, you know, it was a rainy night at Wembley. The fans there wouldn't have taken it too well. It didn't make great viewing on TV either. Mm. But maybe Akoli's demeanour doesn't help him at times either. Mm. There's no denying he's got power. Yeah. Whether you like him or dislike him, objectively, mm. he's always got a... Not, I think a puncher's chance is too harsh, but he's always got that power to unsettle someone. You'd mm -hmm. think even at heavyweight, mm. his power could cause a few problems. or mm -hmm. uh, well, more than a few problems. But maybe his demeanour at times... Um, is something which comes back to bite him. Whereas someone like Josh Buatzi could be forgiven for a similar sort of performance, but mm. because of his demeanour, it's very 
um, humble and down to earth and he's very approachable. Yeah. There's no sense of my chin's in the air and I walk with my shoulders back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I th- for me, when I see Okoli, like even on the press conference, he was saying, to be fair, he said this year he's going to be a world champion. So if that's in his plan, I know. But you know what? I look forward to seeing him trying to do it. Um, That's all I will say on that matter. Um, yeah. So what I do want to come back to you in is to get your thoughts on how it was resolved. But so it's two questions. What did you think of the Okoli uh, sparring Dillian White? Yeah. And how did you how do you rate or what do you think on on how Dean White, Dillian White's brother, managed it at the press conference where he approached Okoli? Answer to the first question. Based mm. on that twenty seconds, yeah. he looked like he gave a good account of himself. He could yeah. hold his own. Yeah. But as we say, twenty seconds out of twelve rounds is around about. And that's if that's even if it's twelve. That's it's, even if it's twelve. It could be ten. It could be three. It could be ten. It could be three. Still twenty seconds. Um, you know, it's like showing the highlight reel on match of the day and saying, you know, we dictated the tempo exactly. if you get a one nil. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But going back to the way Dean handled the situation, mm. it was a complete contrast to what had happened a year ago with his famous catchphrase against mm. uh, Derek Tresora. So it was nice to see that. Yeah. And you could see that maybe the whole camp have matured to some extent. Mm. Dillian doesn't handle himself the way he would have done in December 2016 against mm. Derek Tresora. That, you don't see that now. Yeah, and if yeah. you do, it's behind closed doors. Yes, yeah. Whereas the same for Dean White as well. Mm. You know, The way that they can carry themselves. Maybe mm. everyone's sort of taking a leaf out of the way Joshua's been pushed. Anthony yeah, Joshua comes point. across as someone very well behaved at face value it's about the business yeah. because it's marketability as well yes. it's all well and good being able to go into a ring and knock someone out but yeah. it's the way you say it it's not yeah. necessarily what you say it's the way you say yeah. it yeah that commercial and I think you know yeah. what it's a good point you raised because when you look at it actually Joshua is um, the, the, the sort of standout there's no denying it from a UK level potentially a global thing but I'll say, say Canelo's the only one but I do agree with you global level he's still top three but Nissa UK he's the king and you're right. I mean, even if you go yeah. back to when Joshua fought Dillian White, um, it was Dean White that jumped in the ring and was making out like he's got something hidden in his trousers, you know, and he's going to let off shots in the ring. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. And we know that's not going to be real. But you see the way he's m- matured now. Um, he's got his black box management. What I liked about that interview, it wasn't even him trying to shut a Coley down. He said, look, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to say it, but do things the right way. 22nd of aspiring. Me and you were both there. We know that you wanted to do ten and you didn't. After yeah. after you know, he told him after four. So he told him straight four and the Cody didn't deny it. He said after four, you said that's enough. Do you think he was intimidated, honestly? Um yes, in the sense that look, Akoli, no matter what we would say, we and not with not just him, a few of these boxers, that they are not necessarily bad boys. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they may be a bit aggy and rough when it's a fight because they know they're about to fight somebody, but on the whole, they may not necessarily be bad boys in that sense. So Yeah, there's a difference between a South Londoner and a Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> I would say that for me, yeah. um, you've got Dean White, who's probably the same size as him height-wise, yeah. weighs much more than him, and probably has less to lose in this situation. So you kind of talking up to him in a certain way, yeah, is not is not going to help the scenario. And I do think probably the good thing is that Akoli didn't have his boys because maybe if Akoli had his brother or somebody else around him because yeah. he's got a couple of guys that like to think, yeah, yeah, maybe they might have hyped up. Um, so I think that they've was been good. media trained, haven't they? That whole sort of element. Whereas Dean and Dillian, it's been quite late their media training because you yeah. know they're raw. Yeah. That's their setting yeah, point. Yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. raw. Yeah, they're on the streets. Dillian, this is a quote from him. 
my dad used to say to me, so, so my dad used to say to other people, as long as he's not dead or in yeah. jail, I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. If that's yeah. the benchmark, yeah. then obviously they're gonna they're not gonna be media trained and yeah, you know, politically correct. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they're yeah, just they live in a different world, man. They're, they're, they came they're, from a different world. Exactly. And they're real guys, but don't get it twisted and think Joshua maybe from a parental basis is different, but oh, yeah. he's also, yeah. do you know what I mean? And there's other guys. So it's not it's more that I think the opportunity that they realized they had, they found it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Whereas Joshua knew the opportunity that was in front of him and he prepared to build for it. So like, you know, you're talking about the media train. Joshua started doing that pretty early, you know, just as he was working with Matchroom. Dillian mm. White was working with Matchroom, but that wasn't Dillian's thing. So, but I like Dillian now because he's <laughs> professional. Him. I don't yeah. think it was. Um, I don't think it is to this day. He just wants you to say... You put that well. You put that well. Yeah, you know, thing, yeah. yeah. And, and the same with like a Fury. Fury's not that on that level. Do you know what I mean? Thing either, yeah. yeah, they just want to say what they're going to say. Exactly, um, man. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a balance in that because, uh, you know, I was bored of Joshua. And I'm not going to lie. I was bored of Joshua because it was all commercial deals, commercial deals. You know, you're saying, I'm like, fight De- Deontay Wilder. He's like, he wants to fight Fury. Um, it's a triangle. I love triangle. Yeah, yeah. but I would say this um, from Dean White and, and the Team White perspective, they really handled that well. Um, you know, we didn't see anything on the night. That's what I was worried about on the night of the fight. And also, he's then the entourage. Everyone's hype. It's a boxing arena. And with everything that's been going on in the media, it's the last yeah. thing we needed to see was any type of violence stemming out of two professional boxers. So yeah. for me, I thought it was cracking that they just kind of got down to business. Um, also going to talk about this card that's taking place in Liverpool. Um, Liam Smith versus Sam Eggington. Um, Eggington lost to the Namibian, Namibian guy, I remember, which was a bit of a upset. A big, big upset. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. One of the biggest up. Well, not one of the biggest upsets. To be fair, it probably was. I mean, to be fair, it probably was. It's not that Sam Eggington was that known, but you're right. Nobody thought he was going to get knocked out yeah. the way he did. Um, so what's your thoughts on that fight as a whole? Um... I think the build-up has been quite subdued by the public as in the public reception to it, and mm. probably for good reason. I mm. mean, with Sam Eggington specifically, after that win against Paulie Malinaji, that mm-hmm. you'd have thought on paper that that type of win would have resurrected his career, mm-hmm. especially that that was the fight which retired Paulie Malinaji. But then, obviously, the banana skin against the Namibian fighter yep. uh, didn't serve to help him in any way, shape, or form. And uh, with regards to Liam Smith, again... There's no shame in losing to Canelo Alvarez and there's definitely no shame in being uh, stopped by him either. But yeah. again, just on that board, not really on the border of world level, more at the European level contention, that's where Liam Smith operates, whereas Sam Eggington hasn't ever really shattered the uh, domestic ceiling. So it'd be interesting to see if Eggington can step up because Liam is the A-side in this. Oh, yeah. There's no question. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even think, I don't even think it's a question. I mean... It's not, I, yeah. I, I mean, I even, to be honest, when I realised they were fighting each other, I kind of, it made me think, because Eddie Hearn does this. Um, he, he, he's a bad boy when he does this. He'll, he, he puts people on a ship and say, listen, he pushes you off the ship, so he says, sink or swim. And I think he's doing this with Reggerton right now. I think we're witnessing yeah. that because you got to say, after the loss, you know, these guys, they, from a business perspective, they can't carry all these fighters. And he's saying to himself, I've just signed Liam Smith. What better enticer to sign Liam Smith away from Frank Warren which is his rival they're saying listen I'm going to give you a home debut in Liverpool and I'll put Sam Eggington on the plate it's clearly what's happened there because why would you play Sam Eggington against Liam Smith you know yeah so um, so yeah so for me I think that's going to be really interesting looking forward to that there's also a bit of a grudge match two Olympians Fowler versus Fitzgerald 
Um, a lot of people saying they want Fitzgerald to win. Um, what's your thoughts on the fight? And yeah. yeah, I can see why people want Fitzgerald to win. A lot of them will be Cheeseman fans. And on that point, uh, sorry, on that note, I think it's mm-hmm. worth touching on that the Ted Cheeseman versus Anthony Fowler match was sanctioned by the board. Yes. And uh, purse bids will go on in April, late April, for that date to be early to mid June. Mm-hmm. And um, it sort of overshadowed what's in front of. Um, Anthony Fowler at the moment because yeah, obviously he's got Fitzgerald to focus on but obviously yeah. when it's public knowledge that something's been announced for the summer then it's mm. a different get to the fish so yeah yeah, it's a yeah. bit underwhelming in that yeah. sense what do you think? Yeah no I think for me I do see Fowler winning um, I think you know you look at from an Olympian perspective I think it's quite it's, it's, it's agreed that Fowler's a higher level um, I didn't watch much of them in the amateurs yeah um, obviously again Fowler this is his opportunity to impress his home hometown fans um, and get a bit of momentum. Uh, like you said, the Cheeseman fight. So it's hard to see past uh, Fowler. I, I would like to see a good, tough fight. Fowler get the seems, rounds in. Yeah, get yeah. the rounds in. But also, I think maybe, I'm going to say Fowler's not really that humble. He is quite opinionated. Um, and I guess they are what they are. You just got to live with it. But yeah, he's, too, yeah. he's quite opinionated. So I would like to see someone who just put, Put a bit of dig into him, you know. Earth, yeah, yeah, or just, 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 just make him hold some punches. You sound like you know? a cheeseman fan. Um, no, I'm, I'm a, che- I am a cheeseman fan. I yeah. think that's a tough fight for che- for cheeseman to be fair, especially after. You think the, he's underdog? I think he turns into the underdog now. Yeah, yeah he has I think to be the B side. Yeah, financially too. Um, because you could argue Anthony's unbeaten and he's beaten yeah. better opponents, but he's headlined the O2. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they, they would. It depends again. But if they make that Liverpool. Do you know oh, what I mean? It's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's straight, the venue. Yeah. And that's where it can play. And then neither of, again, it's one of those ones. There is no A or B side. You guys are just making your way up. Like, for me, A and B side really has to be your Mayweather's, your Joshua's. That you know. high? You I don't think, think so. anything past European level you can sort of make a case for? Not, not necessarily. I mean, I say make a case, but unless the person's got, but if neither of them have a belt, yeah. I'm like. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's got back to your point with Kovalev yeah. and Yard, right? Because then Kovalev does has the belt, so he should be. But again, yeah, um, I don't know. That's Again, it's just my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah of course. Every, everyone will think different. Um, and then you've got uh, Price uh, on the card as well. You think he's going to get logged? You know, that, that what they say, what they call him Timber. You think he's going to get chopped down? I hope he doesn't because I like him. You know that. Yeah. Um, as a person as well, mm-hmm. you know, boxing aside, he's a good guy. But Cash Addy's unbeaten. Yep. He's got... I think it's a 50, 49% uh, KO record. So he's not really a puncher puncher, but I mean, David's in a bit of an unfortunate position at the moment. And Mm -hmm. as mentioned uh, recently by a few of the fans on Instagram, Mm -hmm. they said that it sort of undid the work or the progress that he'd made when Mm. he went and knocked Povetkin, Mm. his stock, even though he got knocked out, doubled because of what he'd done. And then through no fault of his own, Mm. There was a controversy with the matchroom judges. Yeah. And then when Tom Little got stopped prematurely, all of a sudden that went back down to where it was. And it yeah. was sort of, it wasn't his own fault. This time it wasn't his yeah, fault. Yeah, it know. genuinely wasn't. He, to be fair, to, and I will say you are right with Dave Price. When you do look at his career and sort of like the hype that finished after Beijing um, 08, yeah, he's really been unlucky because he's fought yeah. guys that have then failed, but he's been knocked out by guys 
He then failed drugs test and it's like not once, twice. So you're like, uh, and then he gets them in a rematch and he still gets knocked out. Um, so I think, yeah, once you get knocked out, it's hard to recover from, as they say. Um, but this, we're going to open the lines up very, very quickly. Um, coming out to 041-041, the floor is yours. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How are you? Who's calling? Yeah, William from West London, man. Yes, how you going? How's it going, William? How's it going, man? Yeah, not too bad, not, not too bad. Don't, I, I don't really have a lot to say today, but um, um, the, the just... only, only thing that I wanted to, to touch on, on on you guys is is um, do you think do, do you think that um, from from the comments that that your boy Wilder was making today, um, Joshua will, will be taking a fifty fifty fight split with him. Um, I think I, I do completely get what you're saying about the comments today would have definitely aggravated Matchroom in the sense that it increases Wilder's bargaining power. But at the same time, I don't think that Wilder's alone in that. I think that Tyson Fury signing a deal with ESPN, who are the biggest broadcaster of sports in the United States, is their equivalent of what Matchroom did with Joshua and Sky. So... But going back onto your initial question, yes, I do believe that it gives Deontay Wilder a lot of leverage. And for me personally, and this goes for Tyson Fury fight as well, I can't see Joshua fighting either of them now unless it's a 50-50 split. How about yourself? But, 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 but I mean, what, what I do understand is Joshua has all the bills. So why, yeah. why would, would Wilder have a bigger bargaining, or all, all of a sudden have, have a big, bigger bargaining chip? Uh, yes, yes, William. So look, this is Kojo speaking. So uh, a good question. I would say, again, this is not only this is factual. What I think plays the difference here is, is the four the four belts regardless. I, I'll be honest, they play a part, but they play a smaller part because Wilder has the WBC, which is the most prestigious belt. You look at Ali, Tyson, whoever. Now, so that's one. I think the second most important thing here, which people aren't really speaking about, again, this is just my opinion from what I read and see, but I think... The, we're seeing a bit of what do they call it? It's like a, a a dawn moment where we're seeing the money really shift to the United States. So there was the offer that Dillian White, sorry, that Matchroom made uh, Wilder. He refused it on the principle of twenty million Brazil, forty million for the first Joshua fight, forty million for the second one. So it's like, well, if I win the first fight, why am I getting forty million for the second one? Number one, but but take that out of the equation he can still generate a bit of money from this Brazil fight because it will be free to TV two weeks before Joshua fights Miller on, on the zone subscription. That's number two. But number three, I think the most important thing here is that um, he can go to uh, he can go to Matchroom once the, the zone numbers come out and say, listen, you need this fight in the States. What are you going to generate? How can you, can you generate more money than me? And I think at the moment, Matchroom have shown their hand and said they can't because they're offering Wilder 40 million this much he can say listen i will say 50 50 for the first fight and then the second fight we maybe go 60 40 or 60 35 or whatever but the very first fight i do think i think those fights will happen and i think matchroom will concede that the first fight is 50 50 and then in rematch they'll have a different negotiation uh, i i i i i find that hard to believe because because from, from what you're saying now that that means that the uh if Wilder were to win win the first fight, then, then Joshua drops down to forty, and vice versa. Yeah, because yeah, I, that's a lot. 
Because the thing is, Joshua now has to fight in the US. Like, as much as they're saying Miller and June is the debut, that, trust me, that is going to be the plan for the next 18 months because the zone are spending money. So the zone pressure is coming on her and Joshua to say, you have to fight here to get our money up. So Joshua can't rely on Wembley Stadium to, as a negotiating power anymore. Do you know what I mean? And but, but Josh, Josh is already already going to New York to 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 to, to batter up that that little baby face. <laughs> agreed, agreed. He is, but we don't know what kind of uh, um, uh, attendance number one or viewership they're going to get. Oh, because Wilder's fight okay. is free. Do you get my point? Man, here? Who who, who want to see? Who want to see? While, while while the fight fight, fight the, the 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 useless Beasley. <laughs> I mean, oh. nobody, no, but just like nobody wants to see Joshua fight Miller, nobody wants to see Fury fight Schwartz. But they're all in their separate corners, discussing how much money they can generate. And unfortunately, you could probably argue that Joshua is in a slightly weaker position because although the zone have all the big money, they don't understand the market of boxing enough. Whereas you've got Aaron, you've got Heyman. And again, in my opinion, they understand that market a lot better. Um, and for those reasons, you know, don't forget, like when uh, Joshua um, was offered 50 million, you know, they were, everyone was saying this is a hundred million dollar fight back then. Do you know what I mean? And they said, we'll give you 50 as a minimum. But if you make more, it's 50 percent of everything on top. So, you know, they understand the US market and, you know, Sky Sports have gone on record and said this. The money is crazy out in America at the moment. You know, so it's that shift. And I think, you know, there's just, there's competition for fighters, but investors, TV stations are pumping money in. That's just my opinion. Man, if if, if, I, if I was, um, if, if I was AJ, I will hang them out to dry because, because none of them are, are, are mandatory. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so what, 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 why should he? I, I, if I was, if I was Josh, I will just play, play my hand, say no, fight, fight Miller. Mm-hmm. See, 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 see how, how 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 things go and, and things generate, and 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 and, and I'm sure that he he he'll, he'll get he he'll get back up to where he needs to be. So there's two okay. things I'll say. As, all this is all, all this is just procrastination. They're, they're I agree. Assuming. Yeah, I, I was. And no, it's procrastination in terms of the delaying the fight, delaying the fight. What I will yeah. say again is my per, per, personal opinion is. The WBO fight, which is the Fury and Schwartz fight, Schwartz is ranked quite high. I think he's even number two. Or, yeah, he's number two. Fury's ranked number four, number five. Should Fury beat Schwartz, which we expect him to do, he then becomes mandatory for Joshua. I can tell you now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Joshua and Fury. Matchroom will not allow Fury and Joshua to go to purse bids. So the the quickest way, a hundred percent, because they could lose. So the quickest thing for them to do is to say we'll get to fifty fifty. That's and and that's 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 again it's speculation. Um, but yeah. the other issue for Joshua is really and like it or or you may not believe it, but I think the general public in boxing say, well, who are you going to fight next? We need to see you. F- we need to see you in with a, with a killer. You know, so I think it's who is he? That's why I think he's going to have to concede the points because he needs yeah, to get yeah, yeah but, but, but that, that that argument also goes for Wilder so 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 what what, what Wilder fights Wilder could fight, he, fight he could fight Fury 
because they've already negotiated a deal. Fury just went away yeah. because he got a bigger offer from ESPN, which was huge. But they could go back to the mm. table when they could have that negotiation. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. But so, anyway, yes. And, and anyway, that, that, that's what, what makes it all, all beautiful at the moment because it's all about speculation. Yes. Anybody can chip it. Yes. And, and, and so we really see that the, the guys have their first fights. We really can't tell how how, the, how this is going to swing. Yeah, exactly. So I think that period from May 18th to June 15th is going to be very interesting for the heavyweight division. So listen, William, we're going yeah, to move on. You guys, are, are you going down? I want to go down New York, baby. Bro, I'm, I'm New York for Joshua. So yeah, <laughs> hold, hold, hold at <laughs> me as they say. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Cheers. Nice one, guys. Cheers, thank you very much. Appreciate thanks the support. Calling, man. Cheers, thanks. All right, cool, cool. Cheers. Going out to 734, 734. The line is yours. Yeah, Hello, Kojo. What's going on? What's up, Kojo? It's D, man. Yes, D, for uh, wow, long time, bro. <laughs> Yeah, brother, that's a blessed, blessed platform, man. Damn, please while. do, man. Please yeah, do. no, I appreciate that, bro. I will say quickly, how's Jamaica? Yeah, no, For those that don't know, Dwayne used to call in a while back. You've been living it up in Jamaica. You doing well, bro? Yeah, not too bad, man. Kingston to Hollywood and back again, bro. Okay, okay, okay. We'll have to catch yeah. up with that. So what's on your mind, bro? Definitely. Yeah, I guess, like, listening to the last call of the biggest subject in boxing is the whole wilder thing at the moment. But um, I would like to still give some credit to Akoli. He gets a lot of criticism, yeah. but he done really well mm. in his in his last fight against uh, Wadi. Yeah, I like how he finished that fight. Agreed. No, we we were, I was more or less saying the same thing. I think his style is a bit rough, but you got to give him credit. You know, he got him out of there quickly. Yeah, because the thing with him as well, why 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 I respect him is that although he doesn't um doesn't put on the most entertaining displays, but He's fighting good opponents for where he's at. Mm. You know what I mean? He's he's fighting. He's going down the proper route: British, Commonwealth, European, etc. He's taking on the best fighters, really, in his division for his for his um, level. Mm. So I think he deserves some ratings. But um, as for the whole Wilder AJ fiasco, oh, man, I don't even know where to start because of man. Are you bored of it now? Disaster, Does it bore you now? Huh? Does it bore you now? You know what? Is that Thomas Oya? No, that's this is Rafi. You haven't met Rafi yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, bless Rafi, bless. But um, <laughs> no, I'm not bored of it. I'm just kind of frustrated with it all because there's yeah. so much like double standards and back and forth and hypocrisy and just all types of nonsense. I mean, I I I, I I'm not happy that he, um, Wilder turned down the the hundred million. I think that was a bit ridiculous because mm. of all the yeah. um, criticism AJ received for turning down the fifty. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, like, what's there's a few things that stood out to me, but one of the things that stood out to me as well was you had, like, uh, Wilder saying he's his own boss and he's doing things his own way, but then at that press conference, when they had the media scrum, every time there was a significant question, went bloody um, Shelly Finkel would be like, oh, let me answer the business stuff. And I was thinking, why, would he, why are you saying let you answer the business questions? Like, mm. I thought you were just a manager. It seems like you're... The businessman. Yeah. Also, know, yeah. I thought it was quite insulting to his coaches as well that all, normally on a platform, the boxer's up there with his coach next to him. Mm. And Wilder's up there with Shelley Finkel next to him. You never, you never really see that if you think about it. You never see the manager of the boxer on the platform. So it all one. seems a little bit weird. Mm. Um, That's a good point. I could go on and on and on. I don't want to keep rabbiting yeah. on, but there's loads of things about it that, you know, cause for concern. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Dwayne, do you think that another reason for that may be that in case Wilder blurts out the wrong thing that goes against the party narrative, that that then could harm his side of negotiations because he's not a businessman, he's a fighter? I think so, but the moment you take that as 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 a, as a potential reason, it kind of um, nullifies the point that they're making that Wilder's his own boss. Because if he's yeah. his own boss, he shouldn't need somebody to help him through a conversation. He should be dictating how the conversation goes. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess if you was like running your own company, you might not be the specialist in every department, but yeah. you would be the boss. You know, mm, yeah. you would. And yeah. it just seems to me like. A lot of those are human fighters, like the all under the PBC thing from the Charlo brothers, Earl Spence. They let them have their little promotion thing, Adrian Broner, about billions, but it's Al Heyman. Even on that press conference for the um, Brazil fight, mm. it was PBC logos all over the um, the stands. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no. So it's just all a bit of a funny thing. I don't like how boxing politics is just effing up the good fights because really and truly, yeah. we should have even seen, we should have even seen Wilder vs. Fury Part 2. Yeah. Um, furious to blame for that to some de- to some degree as well because he's shot off to ESPN. Mm. We definitely should have seen AJ Wilder. Yeah. I would say Wilder's to blame for that one because he didn't take the, the offer. Um, he's going to fight Brazil free to air TV, but he could have got 20 mil for it, and then it would have been a guaranteed um, two fight thing against AJ. And mm. then also in regards to the percentages and all those aspects, you've got to bear in mind that it's not really looked at as the traditional way as far as 20% or 50% or whatever, because it's just an upfront payment that the zone are um, putting up. So I feel like it's one thing to be concerned with what AJ is going to get, but the mindset should really be, I'm getting 100 million. Okay. Pass me the paper and pen. You know, I what, wouldn't really yeah. care about what the next man's getting. But you know what, Dwayne, I think at face value, yep. 100 million looks brilliant. You know, you're not going to get that money no, right. <laughs> anywhere. But like, if you look what DAZN have done, they signed Canelo Alvarez, yep. then they signed Golovkin, yep. then well, they had Daniel Jacobs already, and they've got the four yep. biggest names in that division all on the same platform. So in turn, just by having them all right. on the same platform, everyone gets paid three times what they would otherwise mm. because of that exclusivity factor for the middleweights. Now... What could True. happen here is is that it may look like suicide. Like, what's Wilder doing? Why is he turning down a hundred million? But if he joins the zone, him and Joshua on the oh. same platform, then triples the revenue that the zone will get because of all the marketing of being able to say we've got the belt with the belt holders. Yep. So whatever Tyson Fury goes and does with ESPN, all the belt holders are on the same platform, and that then boosts everyone's revenue. Yep. But then bear in mind with that said that it would have effectively been two fights against AJ. He could just bring all those... Say, for example, Wilder wins. He brings all those heavyweight belts right back over to PBC, right back over to um, Showtime and, and Fox. He doesn't need to stay there. And, and Dwayne, I just want to ask you, because this is why I have to say... I'm, I was going to say on face value, I was disappointed. But when I really looked through it and looked at numbers, I wasn't. Because for me, it's like, does it sound right to you that... I fight you for the first fight, I get 40 million. I beat you, I get 40 million again. And you're not going to know what the opposing fighter is saying. And you are right, you know, he's such a huge amount of money, he's his biggest purse. But yeah. I think what, what I was trying to say earlier to the previous caller is that, hey, man, these guys know the numbers that could be generated. So that's, you know, they know that at this stage, 100 million is too small. 40 million for this fight is way too small. Last year um when he made that 50 million offer they were probably banking on getting 40 million for the fight so 
I do get why on the face value and we're going to hear her and it's easy to be, and I know you're one, one, not a follower, but um, it's easy to kind of be dissuaded. But I think if you look at it and say, do you know what? I can't hate him if the fight still happens, which I think it will. And then we get to see the true value because I think, yeah, you know, you give me 40 million, but you don't even want to tell me what Joshua's earning. Is it 60? Is it 30? Is it, is it 100? And th- what if it was 140? Do you know what I mean? But a point to consider when you look at it like that is when they made the 50 mil offer to AJ, they didn't disclose what Wilder was earning. True. Don't they forget. Made the offer and they also gave him a deadline as well. Which was, deadline. which was dumb. I mean, the 24-hour deadline was bad. Appreciating, though, that was only for... Does, they just wanted to hear Matrim say, do they agree the offer? But I think the other thing you have to remember, which is slightly important in this, is that Joshua asked for 50 million. Wilder didn't ask for 40 million or 80 million or 100 or 100 and that's where for me i think it is quite important because joshua went on record and said you give me 50 million i'll make the might my fight tomorrow in the states wilder hasn't made that kind of a statement say you give me 100 million i'll make the money tomorrow and the other important factor is the fight we know now know is going to be in the u.s not the uk um and they 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 they, they, it is for me it's a super fight do you know what I mean? And with super fights, you do get percentage splits. But yeah, before we, no, no, go. Uh, Rafi wants to ask a question back. It was you know uh, yeah, the, you know the zone have got a one billion pound budget, right? They they um gave that to they gave Eddie that Hearn, to Eddie Hearn. But he doesn't have. It's still going to be in uh, like annual annual breakdown. So yeah, yeah. If for any reason they cut ties, then that whole billion doesn't go. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but provisionally, for argument's and, sake, yeah. Yeah, go on, sorry. For provisionally, we'll say it's a hundred. We will say it's a billion. I don't know how okay. much you follow your football, but when Neymar went to bus from Barcelona to PSG, the whole world knew Barcelona had two hundred million pounds. So then, when Coutinho went from Liverpool to Barcelona, that would have otherwise been a hundred. But because it's public knowledge that Dzeko have got a billion, it's public knowledge that Barcelona had two hundred million in the bank account. Mm, so they have to overpay. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, and I do, to be fair though, and I do think they did that with the Brazil fight anyway. Yeah. Because I think what's yeah, probably because Brazil isn't worth 20 million, um, especially not as pay per view, but good on for Wilder, he's going to have to get that money. Um, but uh, Dwayne, before, before, before we let you go, I just wanted to get your thoughts quickly because we haven't spoken in a while anyway. But Spence Garcia, yeah. did you get to watch that fight last two weekends ago? Yeah, yeah, I did watch it, man. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining just play boxing. Yeah. Yeah, what was your thoughts? I think, I, feel, I, I wasn't surprised with anything I saw, to be honest. I yeah. think Spence is underrated and it was a good opportunity for him to display his skill set. Yeah. Um, you got to commend Mikey for having the courage to at least step in up, but yeah. I don't know how anybody could have thought um, Mikey was going to beat Spence. It's just yeah. madness. Like, I think Sugar Ray Leonard and a few other high-profile um Legends of the sport said that they thought Spence was going to lose, like Bernard yeah. Hopkins and a few others. Madness. Yeah, I was like, what are they smoking over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So listen, Dwayne, um, I've, I've seen your number. Is that your number? I'm going to store that. The number, yeah, that's my new one, man. That's a new do. one, yeah? Yeah, so I'm going to store that and we'll hopefully get you back. If you're here for a while, we'll definitely get you back in the studio, mate. Uh, no problem, man. And right. I'm still on the old number on WhatsApp, though. Okay, it. wicked. And I'll make sure I do that. So keep that one as well. I'm sure I've still got it. All right. All right, bro. Cheers, up, mate. Take Take care, Frank, man. Appreciate the call. All right, Cheers, up. thanks. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, no, it was good, good calls um, from somebody. And you know what? Actually, somebody that's listening, I should have said that. Um, they remind, they said that um, the Pacquiao was offered 40 million, turned it down for Mayweather, and got 180 million in the end. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's just to that point. Um, but not, yeah, Spence yeah. Garcia, um, we didn't get to touch on that show because we were busy and we will say why afterwards. But um, what did you make of the fight? Um, I was a bit disappointed with hindsight, but I mean, it was a great fight yeah. for, in the sense that the hype, it built, it lived up to the hype because you saw Mikey Garcia, he he was outclassed, but yeah. it wasn't for want of trying. It was, he was, he did his best he and he couldn't best. cope with Spence's power. Yeah. And for me, I have to say, I was, I was happy because I was telling guys, this guy Spence is the truth. Um, and he showed it. Um, and I know people will still say, oh, but yeah, I think there's going to be very, I don't think anyone will trouble him at 147, but I look forward to seeing him go on and hopefully acquire more belts. Um, but just to quickly touch on last last week, while there wasn't a show, last week we were kindly invited by Melt PR um, down to the Kayan Prince Foundation, which was an award ceremony for Dr. Mark Prince. For those of you that may not know, Dr. Mark Prince, um, his son um, was uh, stabbed going on 11, 12 years ago, if I'm correct, yeah. maybe, maybe Kayan, longer. Yeah. Kayan Prince, um, Northwest London kid, um, promising foot, footballer, signed to QPR, um, and obviously with all the anger and emotion that um, Mark Prince had, he kind of set up a charity and foundation which sees him go into schools um, and talk to kids about violence, trying to stay away from violence. Mark Prince was a former boxer, so he understands discipline. You know, he understands that um, energy and af- athletic mindset. So really, he's been going across schools. They said he's spoken to about 84,000 kids um, in the UK, yeah. which is a huge amount. Um, so he was an OBE and it was more, it was a, it was a nice ceremony down at the criminal Old Bailey. So uh, one of Raf's usual sports, usual spots. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to see him sort of being honoured. Um, and we got to meet a lot of people. Obviously, Yard was there. Um, I'm trying to say Harry Redknapp was there. I mean, John Rawlings. I mean, endless Liam names. McKenzie, Dean yeah, White, everyone. Exactly. Liam, uh, limitless, I'm sorry, unlimited names from the boxing world. Um, and yeah, really good event. Uh, really honoured to have been there. So make sure you check out the footage on our online uh, social medias uh, to to get follow-ups on that. Um, but guys, we're going to head out. So before I go, I'm going to get two predictions from you. Fowler Fitzgerald and Smith Eggington. Fowler and... Uh... It has to be Smith for me. It has to be. It's, How about yourself? It's, 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 it's uh, Liverpool double, I think, Liverpool as well. As much, yeah. as much as I would like to, I want to see Fowler in a tough fight. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a Liverpool double. So, what about a triple? David Price or Cash Alley? Yeah, it's hard to back. I mean, you would say you can't they, back it comfortably. Can you? Can't say confidence. I want to say Price, but yeah, if Ali's up for it, it just lands. If his game plan is to just suck him one. It could work because we saw that with Povetkin. So yeah. Um, yeah, and many other fighters. So and if if he takes if he's tested afterwards, it will be too late, right? So yeah, yeah. So um, guys, listen. Appreciate all the support and all the callers. Uh, for those guys listening to the future, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube. Check out our iTunes page, Raps on TV. Our you our social media, Facebook, Instagram, all Raps on TV. Appreciate yeah. all the support as usual. We're out. Anything Cheers, you guys. Say? <laughs> Cheers. Take care, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.